Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Elevate podcast. The podcast is out to document and elevate the human experience through conscious conversation. I'm your host, Hayden Humphrey, and I'm incredibly excited to be sharing with you my conversation with Jill Hyman. Jill is an empowerment coach and speaker with a bachelor's in communications and over 14 years of experience in corporate America. Jill empowers purpose-hungry individuals to create a circle self through dismantling personal auric charts. She encourages conscious communication with her clients and honors the value of intentional connection around sex and other key life decisions. In her work with clients, she harnesses her own life experiences from adolescence through early adulthood, including her chapter as a collegiate athlete, her journey out of depression, and her continued healing after a sexual assault. It's Jill's deep belief that her healing is your healing and our healing is power. That power touches the greater human experience and impacts all of us as a collective in this physical life. In this episode, we talk about how Jill balances a corporate role while also running a business, overcoming resistance and finding flow, and the power of vision work. As always, thanks so much for being here. It means a lot you've decided to spend your time with us, and I'm incredibly excited to share this episode with you. Jill, welcome to the show. Hayden, I'm so excited to be here. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely. I know, unfortunately, we aren't able to do this in person, but those of you listening can't see, but I'm looking at Jill uh, all the same. So this will do. This will do for now. Make do with what you have with where uh, you are. And we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. How have things been going for you? What have you been up to? Oh. You know, we were just talking on the amplified amount of screen time that I've been experiencing. Um, I'm used to traveling a lot. Mm. So like the awareness of, wow, I actually get some downtime while I'm on plane to plane. (laughs) Whereas now it's no planes, no travel. I'm just staring at a screen. So like having complete spaces of disconnecting from everything, like total shut off. So that's, that's been a balance. Important. I, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like it's a, it's now a necessary. Like before, I think you could kind of uh, maybe avoid doing it or get away with not doing it. Uh, and now it's it's a must have. And yesterday, I for the first time, I did a. I was telling you, I did like a digital detox slash dopamine fast. So I bas- I woke up at like seven thirty, and pretty much all day, I didn't do. I really didn't do anything. I didn't read. I didn't really talk to anyone. I didn't uh, use any technology. All I did was just, I sat by myself <laughs> and I had a pad and paper. And if I, if stuff came to me, I wrote it down, but it was so cool. Cause what I noticed was really clearly the thing that I care about most is just feeling good. That's the yeah. thing that I care about. Um, it's, you know, it's funny. I think how much we focus on being productive and getting things done and doing all those sorts of things. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Um, and I think taking the space just helps me realize like, oh, <laughs> uh, the only thing I really care about is feeling good on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know, and I also noticed on the flip side of it is I went down the rabbit hole of like all of the social, like video, video, video at one night. And I realized I was kind of beating myself up. Like you literally spent an hour <laughs> scrolling through nonsense 
but it wasn't really nonsense because in that moment, what I needed was connection to the world. And that's mm-hmm. our vehicle to connection. You know, nice. for anyone I'm, I'm living solo going through this solo. So it's like, and it's, it's just the awareness of that balance. I think of like, okay, this is feeding my, and then if you're an extrovert, which I'm more on the introvert realm, but like, do I need this for physical and it's only available to me virtually? Or do I really need to like do the dopamine go detox? I love that, you know, mm-hmm. and just. I'm very lucky in that I am more introverted as well, um, but I live with someone. So <laughs> in the place yeah. is big enough where I can kind of like be by myself. So it's like, I can get the best of, of both worlds, but I, I love in what you shared. I think the, th- the thing that I hear is like intentionality is just being intentional about how you're using it, what you need, um, yeah. which I think is super important. Um, so I gave the folks a bit of a background about who you are and what you're up to in the intro to this show, but I would love to hear from you directly. Uh, Jill, what are you up to? Oh, juicy Q. Love it. (laughs) So much. So my uh, real focus right now, um, you know, I'm a speaker and a coach and I'm also currently doing the balance of being an entrepreneur and still having my foot in corporate space, which is so amazing to fill (laughs) both of those things, both of my buckets. Um, But what I'm really working with um, clients and speaking on is creating the circle self way of being. Um, you know, I, I find that so many of us, and I have been <laughs> victim of this myself, where like you're putting yourself in an org chart without even probably consciously knowing that you're doing it and then not allowing yourself to fully show up in this authentic state to your job, to your family, to whatever it might be, because you're just like taking that little nugget, that little box it's like, a, oh my God, it's like a video game, right? Like you have this disc and you put Nintendo, can we bring it back to Nintendo? Absolutely. And you yeah. take the disc and you put it in yourself and then you're like, da, 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 I'm this box now. I'm a mom, I'm a dad. And then you go to work and you're like, okay, I am solely what my title to this job is without incorporating the wholeness of yourself into it. Mm-hmm. And when you are org charting, there's a lot left that you're not like not on the plate that you have to offer, Mm. you know, in that space Mm. that you're showing up, you're leaving a lot Mm. left that could be there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the fully, this idea of a fully integrated self. Um, I've definitely noticed that, you know, even more recently in a lot of the content that I do online, like how I've been showing up. Um, it's definitely been authentic, but I think what I'm realizing is there's, there's this whole other layer and level of authenticity, um, especially on a place like LinkedIn, where, you know, I think most of us relate to LinkedIn as this very professional, very put together, you got to have your stuff together and you got to show up the right way, you know, kind of deal. Um, and I think what it really blocks is true authenticity and true voice and people saying something that, um, you know, is, is aligned with their beliefs, but might cause a, a, a ruckus or might, or might cause a stir. So it's been a cool opportunity to like actually notice where I resist doing that, like bringing all parts of myself um, and leaning into it. Because now that I'm aware of it, I can start to break it up a little bit more. You know, and I love that you bring that up with LinkedIn because that's a beautiful place to start as a starting point to kind of ease past the fear because like, who made this up? Who made this paradigm up? that LinkedIn is only quote unquote businessy. And what does businessy even mean? 
Like mm-hmm. that's for you to get to decide, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. it's your page. This is your representation of yourself. Mm-hmm. So like what version is it? Whole self or just like look good to recruiters, look good to potential clients, you know, that. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. I think about when I left my full-time job, it took me three months to update my profile Mm. (laughs) and not because I forgot, but because I was so afraid of updating it and like what people were going to think and what people were going to say. Um, and so in some ways it's sort of like this, 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 like, I don't even know the words that I would use to describe it, but it's a stage in a sense. And it's, and it feels like there's a lot more pressure. It feels like there's a lot more scrutiny because not only is it a quote unquote professional environment, but you're also doing it in front of a much larger audience. It's not just the people that you're in a meeting with. It's everyone in your network and everyone that they're connected to. Um, and, uh, and so I, yeah, I love, I love what you shared, like in, in breaking that up. I think that's so important. And it, it goes back to what we just said before, intentionality. What's mm. your intention behind it? If you mm. have a fully connected self, if I go into the spiritual realm, right, of things, if you are deeply connected on a soul level, intentionally, everything that you are putting out has intention behind it. There is no wrong. You know, there is no not business enough for it totally. because you have the intention behind it. Yeah. The, um, the thing that I hear... Well, in your speaking, one is the amount of intentionality that you bring to what you're saying. And also, too, like it, it feels like there's a, uh, like a depth of wisdom there. Like it's obvious that you've done the work. And so I'm just kind of curious, like with the stuff that you're up to as far as coaching and the programs that you're running and the stuff that you're putting together, um, like where did that actually start for you or where did that sort of entrepreneurial flair start for you? Goodness. So talking about the fearful space of all of the misbeliefs and society or all the voices, whatever they might have been, I've had, I think, an entrepreneurial spirit from like a super young age of like, just like, hmm, what could I do if I do this? And then da da da. And it's never really that it's been a money driven thing. It's always been a connect, a connection deeply inside me first. Mm. And then that allows the abundance of currency, which is just an energy, you know, currency is money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you raise that within yourself, then you can get all of the abundance to come to you. So I would say, what year are we in? 2020. <laughs> Four years ago now, time is such a funny thing. Four years ago, the little voice inside of me that was like whispering for probably, um, goodness, I would say four years before that of mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Like this, like knock of like something inside me. And I had written down a lot of company names, like different things that I could, I created an app. Like, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you do all these side things and like you have this notebook that's like all your juicy ideas. (laughs) And it just landed. My business name is Awake Journey. And it was this whole intention behind, we all are on a journey. And like, quote unquote, awakening, or when you choose to live with intention, or come into a higher conscious way of being, like that's so valid for so many of us. So that locked in and landed. And then I um, found my way, Mary Morrissey was my mentor for quite some time. She does a lot around vision work. Um, And then I've just like, I've done some really deep healing myself. That's, Mm -hmm. that's like where you said, like, it sounds like everything's intentional. And like, I've done Mm -hmm. the work. Mm -hmm. I have. And it's not easy. 
Like I've had really dark nights of the soul. Like I'm saying crying with like snot coming out my nose, screaming into the floor, like, oh my God, like nowhere else to see but darkness. I've been there. I suffered with depression for well over a decade. Um, you know, I had a sexual assault incident when I was 19 that my soul left my body. That took a lot of forgiveness, a lot of compassion to heal myself through that. Um, so it's just been finding my path to then listening to that internal voice because mm. you can choose to not listen to it, you know, and if you're listening and you have a knock, maybe it's not starting your business or maybe you have your business, but maybe you know, like you really deeply know you should turn a different direction for now. You know, maybe you're offering a program and it's just not working and you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, like take a step back, take this time, get really clear, get really silent because it's going to come up. Like it will come through you if you allow the stillness, you mm. know, to hear. There's so many things that I want to say. So many things. Come on. <laughs> um, okay. So first, I love the piece that you shared around the intersection between spirituality and business. It's so interesting because in some ways, it's sort of a counter conversation or like a counterintuitive conversation. Like, granted, I would imagine the people that you spend time with and the people that I spend time with, it's not that counterintuitive. But um, like when I look at the prevailing dogma or the, the prevailing paradigm in business, like generally those two things aren't um, mentioned, you know, in conjunction with each other. Um, but I, I really love what you shared you know, specifically about the spirituality piece, because so much of it is about how you do your own internal work. And there's this, uh, I, I uh, have a, a buddy of mine who lives here in Chicago, is also an entrepreneur. And we were talking and it was like, you know, the, the real work as an entrepreneur partly is how do you put together an offering? How do you define your ideal client? How do you market to them? You know, that sort of thing. But the real work is like, what happened to you when you were six? And like, how has that impacted <laughs> how you're, you know, how you're showing up now? And the, the part that I find so interesting and that actually is just recently clicking for me is that <clears throat> that work, you're right, is the hardest work, I think, in, in a sense. Um, and it's the most rewarding out of anything else. The healing work that you do and the internal work that you do is going to be the thing that provides and gives you the highest return on investment, so to speak. Um, and it's a choice. It's always a choice. Uh, I think I've taken it for granted in that I just have always been called to do that work and have always felt like of course, I'm going to do this work because it's important and because I learned more about myself, but I'm just realizing more and more that's not always the case for everyone. So it's exciting. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And But it's so exciting now to be in a place where I understand the intersection of spirituality and business. I understand that it's a choice and I can support people in actually saying, and you know, you as well with the work that you're doing, like we can support people in understanding it's actually worth it. Like choosing to do it, not only for yourself and for your experience here in your life, but also for your business and the stuff that you create for yourself. Yeah. And I want to add on, you said something that pinged something for me is like, if you're searching for an ideal client or if you're really like, oh, I need to create this new program and all of these things, the importance of doing this quote unquote spiritual work, call it whatever you want. This is like, so this is twofold. If something in the like spiritual or woo woo realm, because there's a lot of stuff out there now is not sitting with you, change it, change the language of it. 
I do that all the time. So then it lands with me in a better way because all of us are just coming like you and I right now are sharing from our experience, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. the first part. And then secondly is like with ideal clients and all of this, it is really important. I want to like definitely not brush over the importance of coming into this higher conscious state of being, which is inside of all of us. Because if you're like, who's my avatar? Who's my ideal client? Well, stop right there. It's yourself. You get to like your ideal client. Mm -hmm. It's that which you needed to be taught, you know, which you needed to learn is now what you get to show up and teach. That's why with me, I lived in a controlled box for a long time. Like, you know, a very long time. I was an athlete in college. So I had myself checked as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, I found I was even putting my self care in a checkbox of like, okay, every morning, wake up, do this. And then I take a Epsom salt bath when I get home from traveling and I do this. And then I sage like the woo woo bit. And it's like, girlfriend, you are putting your self care in a box, like for real. <laughs> so that's why now, you know, I really offer this whole circle, like we break it mm-hmm. out. And you can do this yourself. We all know what an org chart looks like. Put all the aspects of yourself into all these boxes. It's a really fascinating practice. Mm, putting yourself in boxes. I know. I know nothing about that. I don't. I know. How, I do not know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah. your face. Y'all cannot see. <laughs> like, mm, I get that. I roll energy over here. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I think it's like everyone's got a flavor of it, and the real work is just continuing to expand and expand and expand and just get conscious of where is it continuing to show up for you? Um, Cause I, I think that's the real healing work is like, I, and I don't know, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this, but one of the things that we say in coaching is like these core uh, reactions, so to speak, or like these core self-defense mechanisms never fully go away it's really just a question of like expanding and being able to notice where they show up at higher and higher levels. Um, like myself, for instance, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about like my business and what I'm up to. And what I realized is I'd been resisting actually understanding marketing. I had been resisting getting clear on who I was trying to speak to. I had been resisting understanding how a funnel worked, um, partly because I felt like I should already know that. Uh, and partly because I have a hard time asking for help. Uh, but it's like, once I realize it and then I go, Oh, that's just the thing that I do. (laughs) Then it's easy to like get ownership of it. And, um, you know, work through it and, and pick something else. Um, and so I'd be curious for you, like how you intentionally, you know, go about creating that kind of process for yourself or how you go about generating that kind of awareness for yourself. Yeah, I love this. My, so what I call it is a lifelong dance because it is a quote unquote, it can be called a wound or it could just be a quote unquote conditioning. That is something that was set in place at you at such a early age Um, and for me, it's control. I will tighten the grip, like, like, and I will operate out of masculine. And if you understand like masculine, feminine, we all have that, right? So like masculine is massive push energy where feminine is like the flow, the creative, um, type of energy. And so I know now I can feel myself. I remember I got so excited on this, like, little marketing piece that I was going to put together. Like, Hayden, I went to this coffee shop. I opened my, I was so excited. I'm like, okay, and I get in, I'm starting to create the piece and I could feel myself. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, this is not fun right now. This is not what I want to be doing. Like, what are you doing right now? Is this even clear that this is what, is this nonsense? You're just trying to fill time. Mm. Shut my computer, stopped, enjoyed my coffee. And like three days later, it dropped in a lot clearer. Mm. So it's like, for me, it's control. For you, it could be, you know, and here's the other piece is like, yes, we're talking about business. I guarantee, and I see this all the time with my clients, it might show up in your work, guarantee 1 million percent it's showing up in relationships. Mm-hmm. It's showing up in all of these other facets yep. of our lives. And it, it is truly going back to the awareness scope of, of self, you know? And if you are a coach, don't, you should have a coach, right? Like Totally. Have a coach, have a mentor, have a teacher, have a he like whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. person. Yeah, just some sort of third party that can support yeah. you. Um, the piece that I the, that I loved in what you just shared about the coffee story was this idea of like riding the energy, like not trying to push through resistance and like not trying to push through what feels like it's just not flowing. Um, and this is actually just a total curious personal question for me because that's something that I am working through right now is I've noticed that how I have historically produced results is I just drive, 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 drive. Like I will white knuckle results into existence and it is the most painful, excruciating process. And I'm now realizing, oh, there's this whole different way to create results. Um, And sometimes it feels irresponsible is not the right word, but sometimes it feels a little bit counterintuitive to be like, oh, there's this thing that I feel that I need to do, but I'm actually going to walk away from it. And then it's just going to happen later. So I, I'd just be curious, like if you've come up against that, or if you work with people around that and like how you work with them through that or what, what, what you would even say to that. Yeah. I say that this is a deeply doc, doctrinated uh, way of being in our society that is greatly being erupted right now um, with everything going on. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it has just been inside all of us for generations. And we get to sit here right now in the space that we are in and say no more, meaning there is another way to go about it. And so like the first question that came to me is how success, like quote unquote successful, but how great was your ROI with that push energy? Like, did you achieve the, the goal, whether it was a currency goal or a client turn-in goal? Like, uh, No, generally no. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first starting point is let's get mm-hmm. to the visceral data points. ROI, that's a fact. That's something our brain hemisphere, our large logical side can digest because we need the facts. So then we can go into a creative flow and mm-hmm. allow that kind of break. Um, so I teach a lot. I call it B3, build, bridge, B. So when you're in this push energy and you notice it, because the first part is noticing it, it's coming back into why. What is your intention for this creation? And stepping deeply into that why. And this is really difficult for a lot of people because we are innately attuned to being in the doer mode. Hmm. We all can create shit. Like, don't think that you are any different than anyone else because we all have the ability for action pretty Mm -hmm. heavy in all of Mm -hmm. us, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like 
take a step back, reconnect to the why am I doing this? What is, again, what is my intention with this? How do I want to feel going through this process? How, how can I bring joy to doing this? Mm. If it's like you don't mm. like doing the numbers, how can I bring joy? Or I had, I was talking to a client, like she does this, um, um, this group thing of like welcoming the people and doesn't like the welcoming part. And I'm like, well, what would actually make that more fun? And this is not a business setting. This is like with kids and stuff. And, and she was like, if I could wear my tutu, like I would make it fun and show up fun and joyous. And I'm like, so then why aren't you doing that? Why don't you show up in that space? in this thing that you, that you don't love doing. So it's mm. like, how can I create joy in this? Because if you keep that vibration of a higher level, then it doesn't have to remain this push. I love that. That's well, landing. Sometimes totally. I do this total. <laughs> no, it totally landed. So the yeah. two things I heard in that one was getting clear on the, on the what for the why. Yeah. Um, it's actually so interesting because I just had that experience today where I was pushing, 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 mm. I took a break and I came back and I sat down. And when I actually got clear on why I was doing these things, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not just doing this to create it. I'm doing this so that I can have the experience of life that I want to create and the business and the flexibility and the relationships. And like, there are all these much higher level things. And it's so funny when you elevate out to that space, this little thing that you're dealing with right now, you're like, this is not even a thing. Why am I so worried about or like so you know uh, riled up about this thing yeah um, and the second thing that I heard was really choosing the experience that you want to have and saying you know here's this I'm feeling this push energy or I'm feeling this resistance like I want to feel joyous how could I feel joyous about this what would that actually require um, and I noticed for myself when I am in that state of flow it's like the the stuff that I write because I, I was doing a lot of content writing today and I was like when I the stuff that I write just feels like it is just flowing out of me like I like I can't help but sit down and write yeah. things out versus you know today I was like oh man this feels like a chore and I'm like trying to go uphill yeah. so I love that like get, getting clear on the why and then choosing who you want to be about it and it's like um, another analogy I'll use is like uh, if you envision a waterfall and this waterfall is coming down. And um, you have the drops of water coming off the waterfall, right? So when you reconnect to your what for or your why, you are even creating this thing. Keep in mind, just like you said, like the life I want to create for um, this person, for this person to touch. It's like the water droplets that are coming off of this waterfall. Um, some of them are larger. Some of them are smaller. So it's like the ripple effect of this creation mm. that you were creating. And then when you start feeling the tightness and the grip and the white knuckling on the wheel, like come back to it. Maybe you need to literally put post-its around your house when you're in this space to kind of like until you get, cause it's a practice, mm -hmm. it's a total practice. Mm -hmm. But maybe put those up around you. For me, um, I have on mirrors, trust and surrender and let go. Like, a lot. So then it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Up, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome. debating when I travel to like put it on my forehead next time. So like everyone probably needs more of trust and surrender. Right? Like tattooed all over your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I could henna it. That could go away. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, so this piece around um, like alignment, this piece around getting in touch with this more natural flow of energy, um, like the, the, 
part of the way that I think about it is intuition. Like what's your intuition telling you? Like, where does it, where is it telling you that you need to go or let go of or whatever it might be? Um, and I would just be curious for you, like what, like what does your intuition sound like? Hmm. So for me, as I am a female, and I will just state that we have a little more different energetic builds than, than guys because we have our womb space, which literally creates life. Um, it's just a little frequently a little different. Um, I will say that for all of us humans, though, um, the need to move energy can get caught in our bodies, right? So especially now where we're all sitting in our house. Um, for me to actually sit and get clear on something, sometimes it requires like extensive movement. It could just be shaking, jumping up and down, like, like a kid flailing around, like you're having a temper tantrum, but you're not just like shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Do this for five minutes or put on your favorite song. So like you get your, you get, you know, oxytocin, you get all the brain chemicals moving and shaking. And then you're just like, and then go into a meditative state. Mm. silence yourself, ask some questions. Um, for me personally, I am deeply, deeply connected with mother earth and nature. Mm -hmm. So I will, and I'm very, I'm a very spiritual being too. So I will ask for signs that I clearly can understand through that. I will either see a bluebird or a cardinal or whatever it is that I might need to see. Um, so for me, it definitely is the in tuneness with nature. Mm -hmm. Um, but it goes back ultimately to, um, you know, cause I, some people I talk to, it's like, I don't know, my intuition, is it, is it fear? Is it intuition? Is it like, this isn't what I should do? Mm. Is it a gut reaction in the moment? And all that I can say is like, it's practice, you know, like there is no right or wrong because here's the truth of the matter. No matter what decision that you decide to go on, absolutely whatever decision you chose is what you needed in that exact moment. It's serving you right. regardless. Right. Yes, maybe you learn a lesson from it. Yes, maybe you expand and get some really juicy awesomeness from it. Mm -hmm. But either way you go, it's exactly the way you should be going. Mm, yeah. It's like looking at everything is perfect. Just perfect. Exactly how it's going. How it is. Um, yeah, I love the piece that you shared around the intuition and listening to intuition as a practice. I think you're spot on. Um, Cause I think part of it, at least what I've realized, part of it is the actual physiological reaction that you get. Part of it is the mental, uh, there's almost like a gravity to it. It just feels like the thoughts feel differently when mm -hmm. it, when it feels like there's something that your intuition is telling you. I think the other thing that comes up for me too, is like looking at, what are the spaces in which my intuition is most likely to arise and be clear and be recognizable? So when I am overwhelmed, when I'm frantic, when I'm running around like a crazy person and I think not very positive thoughts, um, <laughs> at that point, I'm like, all right, probably not the best place for my intuition to come in. But when I am being kind with myself and I'm creating time and space to do some sort of digital detox or yeah, dopamine yeah. fast, it just, I, I noticed the downloads. It, it's like, it's almost like these very clear rings of a bell um, that, that pop into my brain. So it's like almost like the environmental piece of it too is also important in being able to listen to that. Yeah. And it goes back to saying yes to your own personal expansion through healing, through whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Childhood wounds, 
uh, trauma. We all have a variety of traumas and it stacks up and stacks up and stacks up. You know, it's like, yeah, it can also be body weight. It's emotional weight, you know, Mm -hmm. like to fully get in tune with intuition. I, I think for me personally, it has gotten a lot clearer the deeper I've gone. Like, ooh, and by deep, I'm talking like deep crevices, shadow work, ego work, full-on conversations with myself. Um, I do a lot of mirror talking where I sit down and talk to myself in the mirror. Uh, but the willingness to go there and knowing by you going there, it's clearing up like years and years and years of like, you know, it could be ancestral stuff that you're carrying mm-hmm. on, like mm-hmm. for other lineages, it's not even yours. Um, but you get to be the one to be like, all right, I'm living my life in this human experience in a different way, man. <laughs> and not doing that anymore. Not today. <laughs> not today. Um, <laughs> one of the pieces that you mentioned at the beginning, you're, you know, you're in this place where you are a coach, you're building this business and you also still work a corporate job. I'd be curious to hear like what that balance is like for you with, and also like what the vision is for you. Is it ultimately leaving and starting your own thing or what does that look like? Love that you asked this. I do get this question quite often. Um, yeah, again, it's intentionality and it's very clear to me that I love my, I love my corporate job, you know, <laughs> like it brings me joy still. So, um, but what I have found is being able to incorporate parts of my coaching speaking business into this space, right? So now I get to show up at different meetings and offer meditation, mm-hmm. offer group movements, which I was hiding, I was putting that part of me in a box. So again, not fully showing up in in one of my jobs fully, which was not amplifying those around right. me. Right. You know, so so it's it's that journey of like full more fully stepping into the roles that I have. Um, you know, I, I think I will know when it's time to like go full on, uh, with a wake journey. Um, Mm. that is ultimately, I would say a goal, but then my thing with goals is like funny because you can, you can put things down, but you have to have a non-attachment to it Mm -hmm. because I have had some goals and then it showed up right? Like it showed up to me in a way that was just not what I wrote down. So I initially said no. Mm. And then I was like, wait. And then the opportunity, the person came back to me again and was like, are you fully understanding like what I'm asking? And then after I heard it the second time, I was like, oh, hold up. This is, I went back, looked at the goal. I'm like, this is my goal. It's just not how I pictured it. Mm -hmm. So I might always have a role in corporate space. Mm -hmm. It just might not be how I look like. And so I offer that to everyone. Nice. Again, where are you boxing yourself? It's uh, a conversation that I have so consistently with people because a lot of the work that I, so my, the big way that I work with people is one-to-one and I'm looking at some other, you know, group options and some other things, but it's really all centered around how do you get paid to be you? Like, how do you create an experience of life that's just a direct reflection of who you are authentically? And without fail, the conversation that uh, I have with people who are stuck in their careers is immediately looking at, well, what's the role? What's the right company? What's the right industry? Where should I go? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And that can be a valuable 
conversation. But what I find is so much more powerful and exactly to the point that you said is let's get clear on the experience that you want on the other side of that goal first and then take a look at how it might be possible to get there. Because two things, one is that's what you really care about. You don't care about what the role looks like. <laughs> Ultimately, you could have eight different jobs and if they give you the same experience, that's really what you care about. Yeah. And two, the way that you think that you're gonna get there is most, most likely gonna change. And it probably won't look the exact same way. And so it's so much better to, to commit to the experience and then be flexible in your approach than commit to the approach and then be like, well, this isn't working and I'm not getting what I want and now I feel stuck. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love this. And another thing that this just brought up is around you saying like, I feel stuck. So like whatever role that you are currently in, and if you are feeling like stuck, take a breath and take a step back and remember you created this. You are the creator of exactly where you are right now in this moment. At some point in time, the role that you are in most likely was something that you were probably excited about. You wanted to create, you created it, now you're in it. And then it's almost like this victim, oh, but it's all this and I have to do that. And then I don't like so-and-so and da-da-da. And, and again, right? Like we're saying a lot, amplify your vibration in this mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you want to show up? How can you bring some joy and energy into this? Because you are creating every single moment right mm -hmm. now. You and I are in creation through this conversation, you know? So come into that awareness of like, oh, okay. So what do I want to create today in this role? Like, let's amp the vibration and see what comes to you through that instead of staying in this shallow, woe me. I hate this situation. Well, you created it. Totally. Well, it's like part of it, part of it's the responsibility. And then the other thing that I hear yeah. in that is where are you going? Like what's the next, you know, what's the next step or what's the next thing? And it's interesting in the, convers the conversations that I have with people, because I have a lot of people who say, well, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what this thing looks like. And what, what I, I was actually just writing a post about this earlier today. What I've come to realize is like, I don't believe you. I actually don't believe that uh, because you've spent an entire lifetime experiencing things and deciding in that moment whether or not you liked it. You have a whole catalog of all these things that you that if we went through and we actually looked at, do you want to work at a big company or a small company? Do you want to be an individual contributor or uh, a manager? Do you want to work at home or do you want to work from an office? Like if we actually went through all of those pieces, and there's a million ways to ask those questions, we could actually get to a very clear, very detailed picture of what you wanted your life and what you wanted your career to look like. And so when you, <laughs> when you look at that, it's like, all right, well, where, where's the disconnect? Like you have the information within you, but there's something that's blocking that or something that's in the way. And usually it's a fear of saying it out loud, fear of, am I worthy of having this particular thing? Because um, ultimately confusion is comfortable. It's, it's comfortable to be confused because then you don't have to take action. You don't have to put yourself in situations that are scary. You don't have to do anything differently. Um, and so I think part of it is like supporting people and realizing how they're getting in their own way there. And then having them peek at the possibility of, oh, wow, this could go different. I could have the things that I want. I love that. Confusion is also something that a lot of people are used to. So exactly. It's like, mm -hmm. this feels normal because I'm confused. And another thing I like to ask if you are like, well, I don't know, or I don't know. Okay, cool. What can you bring 
to the role that you are in right now. Mm. So again, like for me, meditation, movement work, all this, how can I, oh, I bring that into the table. It completely amplifies my experience. Like what, what do you have that you have in a box over to the side that yes, mm. you probably are scared to bring it up because mm -hmm. it's a part of you that you've been like hiding or not fully showing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're scared, that means you're on literally the edge of growth. Like I like to call it breaking through the tape. Like if you run races, nice, you yeah. know, and it's like, well, go ahead, go ahead with yourself, cross the line. Because if you don't, you don't know what's going to, going to show up. Mm -hmm. You could leave a situation that you created. You could leave that without fully being able to experience what was meant for you, you know, in, in that space. Totally. Yeah. And trusting that in taking whatever action it is, it's going to work out regardless. Yeah. Um, the piece that you brought up earlier, I wanted to ask you about. So I, I think it's related to the work that I do with people, but I, I'm curious what you mean by vision work and how, like, how that shows up in the work that you do with clients. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it before, but B3 is a model that I use. So it's build, bridge, B. And it is a mix of spiritual mixed with action, mixed with um, some meditations. So it's like, that the, the bridge phase we all have down that's the action that's the steps that's going to create this the vision part comes in the building so really getting um, my clients into a state where the ego where the shadow is on a shelf we go into almost a kid-like imagination space which is very difficult for some people so i'll lead them through like some grounding. Sometimes it might be an actual visualization where I, I get them in a meditation and then I take them through this journey to then they come out and then you're, you're in a state of like, oh, higher heightened vibration to then verbalize all of these things that you want. And mm -hmm. we don't allow the how, the when, the why's. None of that is welcome in this conversation. All that is welcome is an expansive version. And if I don't feel like it's expanded enough, um, being intuitively connected, we get a push, you know, that's what coaches are there for. Like, okay, cool. A lot of people have a problem putting a dollar amount on things. You know, I'm like, well, how much do you want to create? How much do you want with this? 250,000? I'll go like super high, right? To amplify. And they're like, oh, oh, because we don't allow ourselves to think in this space. So like, that's the, that's the initial vision because in, in all of that, the building phase again has to have that deep connection to a longing within yourself. Mm. It's a longing. It is a deep, deep within you thing. Mm. That's what's going to allow all of this to come to light. Mm -hmm. um, and then the bridging, we pretty much have that down. That's action. The other part that a lot of um, people I work with, it's new is the B phase. And this is really showing up in an energetic blueprint of your vision in your everyday life without it actually being your reality. Mm -hmm. So you are showing up in this state of it actually happening. Mm -hmm. um, an easy thing that I use is I've made a lot of moves because I listen just to my intuition. So I currently live in Florida. And for this move three years ago, I was living in Kansas City. I would get up and y'all know the Midwest is cold. So it would be 30 degrees and it's early in the morning and dark out and I'm driving to the gym and I turn the heat in my car up to the high max. So I'm like hot and I am driving. I'm like, Oh, everything I see is palm trees, sunshine, um, bright, like 
Florida S. I'm like, oh, the beach is over here. I feel, I feel the ocean. Like I pretend I'm breathing in the salt air. It's this whole shift that we get to do that I think is a definite missing piece that just amplifies the vision being able to come to creation mm -hmm. at a much more creative clip, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The part I think that's so interesting too in the, in the build phase of what you were talking about is the idea of from where you're creating a vision. And I love what you bring because I think it's so counter to how most people are conditioned to set goals and create a vision, which is this is what you should want, or this is what's safe, or this is what's expected of you, or you know this is what you're worthy of, or whatever it is. And for some people, it's a radical idea to say, hey, this is a goal that I have simply because I want it. And there's no other explanation needed. There's no other justification needed. It's just simply because you want that thing, it's worth you having it. Yeah, I did that. Like I said, I want to go to France for Christmas. And I went last, don't ask me how all of that came about, but I went to France for uh, Christmas this last year. You yes. know, so it can be things like that. Mm -hmm. Like your goals don't have to be. And that's like, I love that you bring that up too, Hayden, around like, it's just, okay, I explain this a lot of like in your brain, you have a dirt road. Pretend that your brain, a part of your brain is a dirt road. Mm -hmm. You've been driving down this path forever and ever. And um, so this is like, you're trying to forge a new way, right? And you said like radical idea. Oh my gosh, I should do this. Or I should be this or da, da, da. So this path that's in your brain, it's really grooved because you've been driving it, all these misbeliefs, all of these societal standards, your family, you should live here, you should have this job, you should be married, you should blah, 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 mm -hmm. should. To get that truck off of this dirt road that's really deeply grooved in, it's not gonna be easy. Imagine trying to take the truck, turn it off the, the road, it's gonna be bumpy, like it's deep. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's, that's what we get to offer ourselves is mm -hmm. like, turn the truck, get it off this groove in your head. But mm -hmm. that's only up to you. Yeah. You know, right. us as coaches, us, any, anyone in the space, like we're here to guide. I'm here to totally guide you. But ultimately this is on you, you know, and all of these visions and all of these longings, they're inside of you. So mm -hmm. I never say that it's like, come to me for X, Y, Z. And I know you don't do that either, but it's like, it's already inside you, but we do need a guide, which is what I'm happy to be here and offer of like, let's get the truck off that dirt road in your brain for mm -hmm. this huge thing or small thing. It could be small or large, whatever that mm -hmm. you want to create. Totally. For the people that you work with around the build phase, it sounds like a lot of it is, um, like really supported and facilitated and like creating the container for them to start to think about it differently. And I'd be curious if, you know, for the people who are listening who maybe don't have a coach yet or who haven't worked with a coach, if they were looking at taking on that sort of process for themselves um, and doing it from this place of, you know, childlike enthusiasm and wonder and yearning, like what kind of, what kind of advice or tools would you share with them to start that? Get crayons, get paint get markers, get all of the colorful things that maybe it's rocks, whatever you loved to play with. So I have like colored pencils, I have paint, I have. And so a lot of times I will, that's what I have. And I have a drawing book that has no lines on it. I love no lines. 
because we don't need to live in this dream space with linear vision thinking. Just mm. get a blank piece of paper. Mm. You're like printing paper will work. And then just like start drawing things down. If a number comes to you, okay, cool. 10, I want 10 new clients this month or 10 new clients this quarter. Or like, I want to go X, Y, Z for a vacation. I want a beach house, blah, 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 whatever it might be for you in that moment. So like I just creative juice, however you can pump it and slurp it up. Like that's a good starting point. Um, if you are in a place to have a conversation with yourself where you can, and you have the awareness of, oh, this is my ego tapping in. A lot of times it will show up in a question form of like, so when you start getting this longing, right? Of like, oh, I really want to start this business or, oh, I really want to launch da, da, da. How, how are you going to do that? Mm. How much money are you going to make? What are your parents going to say? What are your friends going to say? Can I tell my, my um, significant other? Like, what are they going to say? When, mm. when the hows, the whys, the wins, when all of the action questions come in, that's your ego. Mm. And you get to have the power in this space to say, cool. Hey, man. Hey, girl. Cool. I hear you. I know you're in me. We're going to pause you for right now. And, and like, bring yourself into five, six, seven, eight-year-old self. Dance around get a paper airplane, like however you can strum it up and just go to town. Like let the words come out. Mm, I love that. It's cool too, the delineation between the two, because then it's so much easier to actually notice it when it's happening. The, Hey, if, it, if there are questions that are coming up about what I want, probably not my core self, probably not my true self. Uh, and actually like taking a look at, at what I want to create. Um, so it's super valuable. Um, one of the things that you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation was the uh, ideation uh, that sort of comes naturally for you as an entrepreneur and looking at like, what are all these things that you want to create and how you want to create them and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be curious if you have anything that maybe hasn't been created yet that might be like a little bit outside of the coaching realm. Like, are there any businesses that you're like, oh, that would just be really fun to do that or like really fun organizations to start? Like those like secret kind of um, dreams, so to speak. Yes, and they're <laughs> secret and they're in the book and the other And they're room. for me to know. Yeah. But no, here's the beautiful thing is um, I've been listening a lot uh, to some other different I can't think of the name of who this was. I was listening to this podcast, but um, regardless where we will write ideas. And again, where I stated earlier, being, being disconnected uh, from it mm. because you could create something. And I like to say, maybe this needs to stay in the oven a little longer before I take it out and eat it. Like I've held on. There's one thing I'm working on now that's just starting. I've had it for like two or three years written in this book you know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a business idea, but more of like a, um, a program retreat style thing, but like three years, you know, and it's, it's the awareness of like, does this need to marinate a little longer or put it back in the oven for a little longer? And then also I've had, I've had this happen. What I was trying to say is like, where you write down an idea and because then, so everything's created twice, right? Like once in our brain and then like thought and then form. So like once you write it down, it's out there and it's available. Mm. And so literally my dear girlfriend came to me and was like, hey, I have this idea for this panel and I want to like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, stop it. I had this idea like a year ago. So like 
this, like it might, it might be your idea, but it might be for someone else. And then you get to be encapsulated in it. Like you just don't know. So the disattachment to all of it is key, but yeah, I have to have a book because that's how I keep, that's like, I just love it. I, I love writing things down and knowing like this might come to creation or really it's the trust of like, it's going to come to fruition when it comes. I think that was the fun part about this detox that I did yesterday was it was totally unstructured. And I, I mean, I sat, I wish I could have like, I think if you would have videoed that, like, I love this stuff when people offer themselves. Cause I'm just like, tell me what happened. <laughs> like a total trip. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, I want to do more of these. And you're right. It, you're, I think you're spot on. It would be really fun to like video and like video log the whole thing. Um, but it was. Oh my God, was, we could do this. We could totally could do this. Yes, okay. let's do it. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny, you know, sitting there and just not just letting my mind wander and just having things come into my brain, almost like get you know, get downloaded and being like, oh, that would be really fun to do that. Or like, oh, that would be really fun to do that. It's just like totally un, you know, unbridled, uninhibited, um, just free thinking uh, about the things that I want to create. And who knows if I'll be the one to create it or somebody else will create it or whatever it might be. Um, but just simply like naming it, articulating it, I think starts the process of calling it into existence. Totally. That's the, so that, that is the absolute first starter, right? Of like, get your notebook and just start jotting things down. Yeah. I have a spot in my phone and I'll just dot, jot something down. And then sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I have no idea what this was even about. What was this? <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone picked it up and like, it is really cool, whatever it is. <laughs> I uh, I do the same thing with emails to myself. And so sometimes after, like a weekend, Monday morning, I'll be like, I have like 23 unread emails. And they're like all these like little bits and pieces of ideas. And then I have to go through and I have to be like, all right, well, where do I even put this? <laughs> I don't even know where to put all these, you know, I don't even know where to put all these things. But it's actually, you know, I I I feel like that's just a fun part of creation and being an entrepreneur and just kind of like letting your creativity run wild is like not putting reins on it, not putting a, this is how it should look, but like, Hey, I'm just gonna, whatever comes to me, I'm just gonna let it come to me. And put it, write it down. Yeah. Cause three years later you could open your book. Like I've done this. I know you've probably done this too. And you're like, Oh my God, now this was a perfect thing for a program or I'm going to run this by da da da. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so much. Well, Jill, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can people find you online? On the line. I am on the book of faith. So Facebook, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, awake journey. Uh, my website is awakejourney.com. Um, yeah, let's, let's jam session. If anybody has questions, I'm always here. DM me, shoot me an email. Yeah. Hit happy her up. To connect. She's wonderful. And what is a piece of wisdom that you have for the folks listening to leave them with to help them elevate themselves, their communities and the world? The time is now. The time has always been now. We've just been making it that it's not now and waiting and waiting. So like the time's now. I'm fist pumping. You can't see it, but I'm yeah. fist pumping. Uh, I feel like I that's enough. And I hope that that lands with you all, however it needs to land to put like some fire in your bodies of yeah. like, you know, 
we need you. Mm-hmm. We need you. The world needs you. The generations to come need you. Like, let's stop all of this ancestral pain or whatever we might be carrying around and like meet it and, and like, let's go, you know? I love that. And the way I like to close out these shows is with acknowledgement. So Jill, are you open to me acknowledging you? Oh, please. Yeah. Amazing. You're such a gem, Hayden. I'm so (laughs) glad this happened. Love jamming. (laughs) There are, so there are a lot of things I want to, uh, acknowledge you for. And I think that in and of itself is something that I want to acknowledge you for. Like there's just a lot of facets to who you are. And I get that that comes from a lot of really intentional work around integration, creating your own circle self, really working to be a fully expressed human. Um, One thing that I just think is so special and, and cool is like, thanks for I don't know the exact right way to say this, but like, thanks for making healing less scary, more accessible and more cool. Cause I think that really at the end of the day, that's what everybody's looking for inside of the results, inside of the happiness, inside of the connection, like really everyone's just looking to come home to themselves. So thanks for being an incredible advocate for taking on that work, especially when it can be scary. And thanks for leading by example in, in so many ways. Um, thanks for riding the wave uh, and like looking at life as perfect exactly how it unfolds. Um, I think it's an incredible invitation for everyone, myself included, to like <laughs> take a look at all the stress and the anxiety that I hold around how things turn out um, and look at what's possible just by holding everything as perfect, like exactly as it is. Um, thanks for your joy and your play. It's palpable every time I talk to you and it's palpable um, in who you are out in the world. And I think it's something that people need to be reminded of, especially now with everything that's happening. Um, Thanks for your divinity. Thanks for your spirituality. Um, Thanks for just being an incredible human of service. Um, And thanks so much for being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing, for your voice. You are very authentic. And I think that it's just, when, in our very initial conversation, we said, you're a plus one to my tribe. And I'm like, <laughs> so excited to have you at my party of people. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show and want to stay up to date on new episodes or other special offers, I'd invite you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's ever anything I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. See you next time.